Hello and welcome to the Tips and Its podcast with Sia and Pip. We're an audio podcast based in Glasgow where we talk everything that is yarny, nitty and fabulous and sometimes we do tend to get a little bit tipsy along the way. Whether you are a new or returning listener, we are delighted to have you here with us and let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to Tipsy Knits. We had a unscheduled break over the course of June. We had actually recorded an episode at the end of May, but we decided not to go ahead with that because we didn't feel it was appropriate. Now we were recording late in the evening on the very last day of June, so we've missed our own podiversary. <laughs> yep, happy five years to us. Yep, five whole years. But yeah, we appreciate all of you to listen. Thank you. Before we get started, one thing we want to do is reiterate our stance on a few things. In the past, we've tried to be clear about this, but in case it wasn't, or in case you're a new listener, as far as we are concerned, Black Lives Matter. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. No ifs, no buts. Yep, that's our stance. Yep. If you haven't seen anything from the podcast account it's because we post on our own personal accounts we don't really use the the podcast account for like stories and stuff equally one thing that's important to us is we don't want to center ourselves in this mm-hmm. yep but we're not <laughs> yep and so we felt that we wanted to step back in june basically because it wasn't the time or place for us to be releasing essentially like frivolous stuff. Yeah. You know? But yeah, five years. Five years. Pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking, Sia? Yeah, okay. Uh, what am I drinking? I am drinking a, I say cocktail, I use the term lightly, it's the recipe I found on the Kahlua website because I didn't know what to do with it and I didn't have vodka so I couldn't make an espresso martini. <laughs> which, by the way, is the best drink ever. Um, so I've got a cocktail which basically involves coffee, tonic water, and Kahlua. Except I'm a fancy ass bitch, so I did the whole like whipping my coffee up thing before I made it. Oh yes. And I use and I use decaf because we're recording at night, and I want to sleep. Sleep is good. I don't have a lot of things to do during lockdown and sleep is only one of those few things. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have drunk most of this before we started recording. But yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm drinking. What are you drinking? Well, I'm not drinking anything tonight, but last time we recorded the episode that we didn't release, I was drinking trip tip tree English raspberry gin liqueur. And I'm pretty sure I described it along the lines of it's just like drinking raspberry jam. Mm, I feel like you did. There's not really much depth to it. There's just like an overriding sweetness (laughs) that kind of overrides the raspberry, to be honest. But I mean, it was okay. I think it would work well, like, in something else. Yeah, like a cocktail. Yeah, rather than by itself. Also, I apologize, guys, if you can hear a lot of typing. I am in the main room of the flat because the boy is in bed. And my husband's computer is like right behind me. So you're probably getting all the typing noises. If you are. Yeah. I apologize. There's not really much we can do about it. I also apologize if on the off chance anyone hears Phil yelling in the background. I have shut a door. <laughs> but he's playing computer games with his pals. And much as I love him, he forgets to use an indoor voice. Mm-hmm. Games so are I serious randomly business. hear yelling like, it's a serious business, and I'll be like casually like reading a book or like I'll have gone to bed early, and then I'll just get here shouting. And I'll be like, Watch out! Watch out! Ah! Ollie! Doug! Ah! In a Canadian accent. That's <laughs> <laughs> work. I love you. Your facial expressions right there were something. It's how I imagine he sits at the computer. Like, I don't get it. I play World of Warcraft with friends and I somehow managed not to scream at them Mm. and sometimes I'm the tank Mm. (laughs) I've healed before I've been the group healer and I've been like flipping chill and I've just been like oh person's dying to click a button it's called regulating emotions 
know, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah. knitting content. Yes. This is not a steer and pit bitch about their partners. <laughs> Want to hear that? Let us know. Uh, <laughs> only half joking. <laughs> yeah, what are you knitting? I mean, I can see what you're knitting right now because of the magic of Zoom. But yes, I am yeah. actively, actively knitting my Aquamar line in various scraps. Pattern is by Park Williams. I've been saying that I'm going to cast it on for like years at this point. Years, mm -hmm. right? And you finally caved. I finally caved. It is four strands of four ply held together at once on 6.5 millimetres and it's like a cropped sweater that's like fitted over the bust but then like has giant like bell sleeves. They're the best. Yeah. See I made one and I've wanted to make one ever since and I had loads of scraps and a bunch of mini skeins and I wound them up into a gigantic ball of yarn and like three strands at once. I started with the sleeves because the sleeves are always the worst thing, right? Sleeves are always the most boring part. Also, it had ribbing on tiny needles. And I was like, if I don't get these done, I will stop and get bored. So I'll do the worst part first. So I, I'm using the big giant ball of three scraps held together. And then I've picked a couple of skeins that I'll run through longer. So it won't be quite as choppy. So there'll be like a a continuing thread the whole way through. So the two mm -hmm. sleeves, although they look completely different, they also look like they work together because they've all got this, they've both got this one strand of the same yarn running the whole way through. They're like eyebrows. They are not like identical twins. They are fraternal twins. Yes. Also, because I'm making quite a big size, because I'm a big girl, no problem with that. The sleeves are massive. I can wear them as a hat. <laughs> oh my god, you literally are. That's what you look like a little gnome. I know, right? I put it on. I want to I, put you in the garden. I put it on Jay's head, and it looked really cute. So if I've got any yarn left over at the end, I might actually make him like a cute little like pixie hat because oh my god, it looks amazing. You should do that, and then at Halloween, dress him up as like a little garden gnome or a pixie or something. It'd oh be goodness. so cute. That'd be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm really enjoying knitting this. Flying off the needles. What have you got on the needles, Sia? I have got another magpie tendency on the go. And I, I can't remember because the episode that we have basically been until <laughs> the episode before that I talked about the first one that I made. But basically, after I'd finished mine, I was looking at other people's projects and I saw a couple of it done in like slob yarn. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with it. And the idea just like sat in the back of my mind for ages. And then Hey J Yarns dyed this amazing slob yarn. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, decision made. <laughs> so I'm knitting it in this amazing, like, really punchy, like, pink and orange and coral and, like, purple slubby yarn. And it's delicious. And I'm doing it oversized. And it's going to have longer sleeves. And it's just going to basically be, like, this super, like, punchy and punky, like, top to layer over stuff. I feel like it's going to look really good over a black vest, black skinny jeans, and some biker boots from autumn. Yes. That's the plan. Yes. So I do love that the first one you made, you were like, I like it, but it was boring. And I don't know how people make m multiples of these because it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, with lockdown, I've got more time to, like, fixate on my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And... You want to make stuff that's going to be a functional wardrobe accessory. Yeah, like I'll be honest, it's going to be a bit of it's going to be a mindless knit. Yeah. Like, yep. And this time, I think because I've done it before, I know the little bits that kind of annoyed me. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to do stuff like I'm slipping stitches um, where the pattern doesn't tell you to, just because I think it'll be easy for picking stitches up later mm -hmm. um, and make it a bit neater. Mm -hmm. Well, like I cannot, like I can understand like why people wear them a lot because it's a really wearable top and it looks so good on everyone. Mm hmm. Yep. But yeah, it's it's not my favorite pattern. Like mm. it's not like the most hated thing I've ever. Known. Yeah. Ooh, no way. <laughs> it's it's not necessarily my like all time favorite. Yeah. 
I feel like we're being too harsh. I feel like we're being too harsh on it here. No, I like I like it. I really like my my bro tendency. It's just it's not it's just fiddly. But once you're once you're past the fiddly stage, it's really quick. Yeah. I mean even the fiddly stage is pretty quick, but it's worth it. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But yeah, so that's what's on my needles at the moment. And it's hopefully my last. I don't think I'll knit another after this. Yeah. Yeah, what is off your needles, Pip? So, off my needles is a pair of Flora T-Bar slippers by Rosie Smith of Pixel Atlantis. They are in Easy Knits DK, which I got for Christmas as part of like a lucky dip, and it's like this bright neon yellow with speckles. And I test knit this pattern for Rosie, and I love them so quick so easy they look really really cool they're really just cute af they're basically like mary jane slippers right so you've got like the two little windows um i just i loved i loved them and i'm gonna make a million pairs i bet they look so cute on little feet oh my gosh yes so yeah flora t-bar slippers go check them out they are super cute and I'd highly recommend that pattern. Then I finished a cross stitch actually, uh, the Night Sky Cross Stitch by Plastic Little Covers, which I bought in August last year when, oh, yeah. when Jay was like three weeks old because it was the, she does like a box every month of like a different pattern and, and she does like a kit for it. And it's just really cute. It's like it's like the northern lights and stuff reflected in the sea. It's really pretty. And I finally got around to doing that. Then you might have guessed, by the way, I was talking about it with Sia. I also knit a magpie tendency. And I knit that in the Chromatic Yarns Operation Social Justice Insert Class Here Yarn. And so it's like the pink is the eye cord and the shoulders. And then like the main color is the rest of the body. And I love it. It looks super cute. Like, that yarn is amazing. Yeah. And I can't believe, basically, it's one sock set to knit. Mm. And I had three grams left of each yarn. <laughs> so it was okay. literally perfect. And it took me ten days to knit the whole thing. And it looks really, really good over my jumpsuits that I have. It's like the perfect layer. I really, really love it. I love it. And then the last thing that I cast off was the everlasting Amma sweater that I cast on in like February. So finally, I just, I don't know what it was. I just stalled on it. I just lost my mojo completely over quarantine and then got it back and kind of flew through the rest of it. And that has gone to its recipient who absolutely loves it. So, yeah, it's actually been a pretty good, what, six-ish weeks? Yeah. Yeah. What have you cast off? Okay, I've been busy, apparently, looking at the notes from last time and now. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the first thing I cast off was the My Secret Little Crop Top by Mm -hmm. uh, Jessie Made Designs. Yep. And it is so flipping cute. And I did it using the pandemic yarn from Dye Candy. Oh man, I wish I'd got a skein of that. It's so cool. I freaking love it. I'm so tempted to unravel it just so I can knit it all again. <laughs> I love it. That, I loved it that much. Like it's, the yarn is this amazing four-ply merino nylon blend and it's high twist, which is, you know, catnip for Sia. And you're, like, it's held double and it's just, oh my god, I freaking love it. Yeah, pandemics made me look super okay with my body. Like, I think I've been really lucky and I've kind of gone in the opposite direction for a lot of other people, whereas... So where a lot of people have been kind of like, oh my God, I hate my body. And, you know, dealing like with a lot of pressure from like Instagram and Twitter being like, oh, if you've not got a hashtag bikini body by the end of lockdown and all that crap. Mm-hmm. I've kind of gone the other way and I'm just like, I freaking love myself. Whack my boobs out in Oh, yeah, here's my belly <laughs> wandering around the flat in some shorts and flashing the office across the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I freaking I love this crop top. Honestly, like that 
has just made me like flipping love myself. Mm-hmm. I feel amazing in it, and I think everybody needs to knit at least one of Jessie's patterns, whether it's that or the Ripple Bralette, because, oh my god, I feel mm-hmm. like a million dollars. And it's also really, really good, right, for sunbathing in on the living room floor, <laughs> <laughs> which I have been doing because, like, at one point we weren't allowed out, so, yep, it's really good for sunbathing in. Like, you can wear, like, you know, four-ply yarn held double in 28-degree weather, and it's great. Yes. So that that's my um, in no way sponsored by Jessie uh, Bay Designs <laughs> plug there. After that, I then knit a half moon tee by Dragon Horde Yarn, mm-hmm. Tristan and Dragon Horde Yarn, and it's this cute little crop T-shirt. Except I kind of decided to extend the sleeves because I was like, well, I live in Glasgow; it's cold here. Mm. Then we had twenty-four degree weather, so what do I know? Yeah. Um, oh my god, it's been so hot. <laughs> But again, it's a super quick knit, and all I did was extend the sleeves a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I used the main colour I used, Gideon Yarns Merino Smooth Sock in the hex colourway. Mm-hmm. And this is really nice black. And then my contrast colours were Blooming Grove and Prayer of Healing from Chromatic Yarns. Mm-hmm. Blooming Grove is one of the club yarns, by the way. So at time of recording, it's not one of Hannah's readily Regulars. available regular dyed colours. But I love it. The contrast isn't as stark as I thought it would be, but I still like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, D&D sweater. Love it. Yes. Moons. Probably going to knit another one. It looks so good. I love the yoke. Like, it's at some point you're doing, like, three strands of colour work, and I hated it, but... <laughs> worth I it. I loved it when it wasn't that. <laughs> it's worth it. And then, because I decided one colour work sweater wasn't enough, I cast on another. <laughs> God, I, I have unemployment and thesis corrections is great for knitting time, by the way, guys. So, yeah, I did the morning cup sweater by Tiffany Kerr, who is Twill and Print. Mm-hmm. So, some of you guys might know her on Instagram. She makes these amazing project bags and does all like pin badges and like progress keepers and stuff for places like Espastry Co. Mm-hmm. So, I did this all mostly in like Montreal yarn. Mm-hmm. You like a theme. So, but- yeah, so like she's a designer from Montreal as well, so I was just like, oh, this all fits so nicely. <laughs> so I got two skeins of Julie Asselin Fino yarn in the rose gold colorway for Christmas from Phil's mum. Mm-hmm. And it's this beautiful soft pink rose gold colorway. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a merino, ca- it's a merino silk and cashmere blend. This sweater is luxurious. Yeah. So I did that for the body. And then the color work yoke. Which I did the coffee cup one, but there is an alternative version for tea drinkers. Mm-hmm. Dressing that part, so there is a version for tea drinkers. You can do that too. So I then had the main contrast color. I had some Espastrico Gray Space in the Sauvage colorway, which is like this nice soft pinky gray. And then for the cups, I used the leftover hex yarn from Gideon Yarns. Mm-hmm. So it looks like little cauldrons. It's so cute. I love I freaking love it. I love it. It's so comfy. I can't believe to do the sleeves longer. Mm-hmm. But I still love it. Like, it's going to be a good sort of, like, in-between season sweater. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I recommend it. Coffee drinkers, tea drinkers, people who just like mugs. It is the cute. It is such a sweater. I love it. Yeah. But I recommend it. Nice. And that is everything. I have knit. And now we can busy. read normally. How? <laughs> so few. I said we've been busy. We have been busy. <laughs> you know, I, I've got my mojo back. You're you're free to knit. You know, I'm free to knit. Good for productivity. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we move on to spam? We probably should move on to spam. What spam do you have, Pip? I have a few bits of spam. Some bits which I forgot to mention last episode. So, mm-hmm. in terms of pattern. I got Echil from Catherine Clark. It was in Pom Pom. And she's expanded the, the size range on it because originally oh, really? it wouldn't have fit me, but she expanded the size range so it will fit me now. And it's like all moons and stars and it's like stunning. It's stunning. It's absolutely beautiful. I got the Katie's Cap, which is the Shetland Wool Week 2020 pattern. 
by Will and Malcolmson. Unfortunately, Shetland Will Week 2020 is not going to be going ahead because of, you know, the world. <laughs> um, but the pattern's still available and it's lovely. I bought Magpie Tendency, which, mm-hmm. you know, makes sense. And uh, today, in fact, I bought some patterns from an indie sewing designer because I was talking to Angie of Gamer Crafting and Carrie Westerman on Twitter about like fast fashion and sewing and plus size and all this kind of stuff. And I was saying that like part of the reason that I don't think I ever got into sewing because it would work like you would think I would be into sewing. Like it would be right up my alley. But I think part of the reason I never got into it is because there's really not many sewing patterns for plus size people. So someone came in and mentioned an Etsy shop by made by Jack's mum. Mm-hmm. And she has loads of sewing patterns from like literally from preemie to 5XL adult. Mm. So I bought some dungarees because I've been looking for dungarees everywhere and like no one does nice ones my size. It's mm-hmm. really annoying. Like uh, Lucy and Yak got recommended to me and everyone seems to really like them but they stop the size below me so like and nowhere else goes up to that size either but um yeah so i bought some like bits and pieces some stuff for the boy some stuff for me and uh i might have a go with my old duvet covers to practice that's a good Um, thing like i'm totally with you on the like sewing and sizing thing mm mm-hmm like I've got a G. I actually have a GCSE in textiles. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, but one of the things that made me give up was the fact that I was at the time the only plus size girl in the room, mm-hmm. and it was really uncomfortable. Like you know, trying to work out if the patterns my teacher was going to order would be there to fit me, because like most of us, like we'd make garments to fit us, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it was kind of uncomfortable, and obviously, like, I needed more fabric than the rest of the girls as well to cover my hips and my ass. Yeah. And then it was, like, dealing with stuff like the end of, like, term fashion show, and it's like, oh, you're going to model your fit. You're going to model it. Ugh. Like, so... I think, like, knitting is currently reckoning with size inclusivity, and it feels like sewing hasn't got there yet. Like... They're like, oh, but we offer up to a size 18. We're so size inclusive. And it's like, really? 18? 16 is average for a woman in the UK now. Yes. Like, bugger off. One of the things I would love to see is sewing Mm. bee, which I love. I love sewing bee. I want sewing bee to have a plus size week. They really should. And when I say plus size, like... Properly plus size. Like like higher end of plus size. Like yeah. into your mid-twenties sizes. You know? Yeah. Twelve. Like people say twelve is a plus size. And I'm like, I'm sorry. But you can't it say really that you have a plus size range that stops at 16, 18. No. It just, that's bold. Blah. Yep. It frustrates me. But yeah, I was super excited to find or to be led to this shop made by Jack's mum. Her stuff is incredible it's cute there's like a dragon costume that i'm gonna buy maybe for jay for halloween next year and like i just her stuff is really really nice and there's a facebook group as well so if you're like a newbie like you can follow the facebook group and like yeah so yeah where were these people a decade ago i know so that's all the patterns in terms Mm -hmm. of yarn i got one scheme Uh which was the Ministry of Truth Twisting by Countess Ablaze because it was limited edition. I really wanted it. And I saw that tweet on my timeline before it got deleted. Oh, yeah. Yep. So anyone that didn't know, someone posted from an official government Twitter account. Was um, it the Home Office or something? It was the Home Office one, I think. And it was the Over the Dominant Cummings thing. And it basically was like, ah, so... Now you've seen how much they lie. Imagine having to work for this ministry of tr- of truth twisting, and it got deleted like mm. pretty quick. But it got like ridiculously 
retweeted before that. But yeah, Countess of Lace did a did a colorway inspired by that, and I just I had to have it. Yep. What about you, Theo? What's been your spam? So yep, I also have the Ministry of Truth twisting yarn from Countess Blaze because first of all, Dominic Cummings is a knob, but obviously, secondly and more importantly, twenty percent of the proceeds were going to Citizens Advice Bureau. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm a yarn that's going to charity as well. Mm-hmm. So yep, I jumped in on that, <laughs> and it's lovely, and I knit it's going to be glorious whatever it is mm-hmm. I haven't decided yet other yarn I got some more club yarn in from chromatic yarns and down sheepy lane mm-hmm. so the usual niskel roll club and the a court of thorns and roses club because I am a sucker for fairy smut as it is known affectionately in our house and the yarns are beautiful. I got the BFL bamboo mix again from Down Cheapy Lane, and I am so excited to knit with it. Nice. And the colours are so beautiful, but I'm not going to go into it because spoilers. <laughs> same goes for the chromatic yarns yarn. <laughs> uh, patterns wise, have I bought any? I don't think I've got any patterns. Oh no, yes, I have. I fell down the Andrea Maori sale rabbit hole. <laughs> So I got the Rainer shawl and I got the rose cardigan, even though it is seamed and I don't have the time or patience for seamed garments. Ah, yes. The one where you're like, I'm going to regret this. I am going to regret it. I regret it already. But you know what? I'm going to find a way to flip and well fudge it. Good. I will three needle bind off the heck out of it. I mean, you can't really do that with a seamed garment, but okay. I will work out a way of doing it. I've managed it. I've managed it on garments that told me that I need to seam shoulders and things like that I've yeah but that's different that's different because are you seaming are you seaming the front panels and the back panels together yeah but I've also done underarms and things as well yeah yeah no but this is different because you're seaming like vertical rows to vertical rows not horizontal rows to horizontal rows I'll manage it it'll be fine I'll manage it on the sleeves. The, the yeah. sides will be different. Oh, but if I do some, if I do some funny stuff of picking up of stitches and slipping stitches, yeah, you'd have to like, you'd have to like pick up stitches along all the whole seams, and then you need. That's fine by me. It'll look neater than if I sew it. Fair enough. I will work it out. This will be my science project. Excellent. I look forward to it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's going to languish in my library forever. We both know this, but yes. I have it. Um, that's the important that's thing. All I got. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. Nice. In terms of the spam front. Yeah. Pretty sparse, sparse spam. Yeah. I mean, like, I think we've all kind of got to that point in lockdown where we're like, we've all frivolously bought the things we were going to frivolously buy because we were like, what is going on in the world and we've all kind of just got to that point where we're like I don't need more stuff right now yeah I've kind of gone on a bit of a Marie Kondo kick I guess Mm -hmm. feng shui yo shit yeah one of our friends Emma's really into moving her house around and our entire group of friends kind of caught that bug at various points (laughs) (laughs) Emma's Emma's really good at the tidy up porn and Mm -hmm. uh, organise your shit porn and and what can I say? I have a really nice windowsill in my living room now that is clear of junk. I have two shelves that are clear of junk. I rearranged all my yarn and my knitting books and my patterns and my needles and things. I have a nice stationary drawer now. I mean, Phil's crap is still all over the bloody floor, but one, yeah. one step at a time. Yeah. Well, I kept picking things of Phil's up and saying they didn't spark joy for me, but you won't let me get rid of it. Ugh, how inconsiderate. It probably doesn't work that way. Yeah, I know, right? Ugh. <laughs> it's like, oh, your dirty socks do not spark joy. I'm going to throw them away. Don't even start me, Pippi. Leave them all over the floor. I'm not going to start you. Let's move on. Let's move on to quarantine catwalk. You're lucky because I was going to rant about the graveyard and I could see it in your eyes that you could sense it. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode, or possibly the episode that is now lost to the either, <laughs> we were talking about bringing back worth knits and having a sort of quarantine catwork, as it were. However, we felt that 
something that frivolous would be a little bit inappropriate at the moment. And obviously a little bit of time has passed since we first suggested bringing it on. So what we're going to do for now is put it on pause. We are going to revisit Worth Nits again at some point. Possibly even the quarantine catwalk thing once we're all well and truly out of lockdown and everyone is perhaps in a better space. We can maybe like see what you knit while you're in quarantine. And then do you know what? Yep. If you're not knitting, it's fine. It's fine. Yep. We all are well, if- managing our spoons the only way we can right now. But Yep, if you've lived in the same knitted sweater the entire time, we also want to see that too. Yep. And there will be prizes. We don't want to disrupt from the important conversations that are going on at the moment. Yes, because there are many important conversations going on about many different things. And also, I just think neither of us particularly have the spare headspace right now to handle it as well. So... We're going to put it on pause and we'll come back to Worth Knits. Yeah, we will come back to Worth Knits, but it's just not the time right now. Which is fine. Something that I'm really looking forward to is a Quiet Queers Craft Along, which was going to start on the 15th of June because June is Pride Month. However, collectively, the whole world and generally the LGBTQ plus community decided that it was more important Mm. that we focused on other things this month which i fully support because you can't decide that one group wants rights when deny another group fighting for their rights so it has been delayed keep an eye on their instagram which is at quiet queers craft along and the hashtags quiet queers craft along and qqc 2020 the person that runs quiet queers craft along has said they are expecting it to maybe start in July. So at this point, this month, because there's no way I'm going to be able to edit this in two hours and get it up. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be good fun. Yeah, me too. Great fun last year. There's lists of people who are participating on the website and on Instagram. It is open to allies. You do not have mm-hmm. to be part of the community to to participate at all and i have ordered some of their cool merch because they have merch for every oh gosh they do now don't they for the like every flag as part of the community so i ordered myself i think i ordered myself it was ages ago that i ordered it um the qqc in the buy flag colors yeah and then that's an enamel pin and then i also ordered myself a t-shirt that has like all of the all the icons and stuff on it because it's not just oh, yeah. and crochet it's sewing it's leather working it's wood carving it's like every craft so it's worth checking out their merch because it's really cool and like yeah. every flag like trans flag bi flag pan flag lesbian flag the ally flag like everything is there it's great ace it's great so it's definitely well worth going and having a look and yeah keep an eye follow the account and they'll update us when it does start up and i can't wait i'm gonna knit my rabbit. it's gonna be awesome finally. yeah i haven't decided what i'm gonna knit yet but i'm so excited for it and it's so cool to see how much it's grown in space of a year alone yeah i mean i remember when knitboop who ran it last year posted and i was and i remember seeing the post on the day she posted it being like Mm. hey for those of us that can't get out to pride or who are shy or whatever like maybe we could do a knit along and i remember that post and she wasn't expecting all that many people to like and it just took off and it's pretty cool so i'm really looking forward to it awesome and that brings us to the last thing we want to talk about yeah and um, it's less talking and more ranting really isn't it mm-hmm. if you haven't noticed ravelry is a bit of a shit show right now yeah so for those of you that don't um, know what's going on basically ravelry updated their website they redid everything so new color scheme new icons new framework so their whole website now works differently mm-hmm. from the way it did and it's making people sick because people are getting migraines 
There's been reports there of people been having seizures. seizures. Nine reports of people having seizures now. Because what happened is the new website is so bright. The colors, palettes they've chosen are so hard on the eyes. There's no alt text for most of the icons and buttons in the forums or generally around. So people with screen readers can't use it anymore. The swooshing motion of the menus opening is affecting people. Yeah. The animation there was animations oh, on the front page. Video. Oh, and the bouncing balls when you buy a pattern. Yeah, bouncing balls, like animated stuff, um, swooshing flags, like all this kind of stuff that basically is like really visually difficult for a lot of people. I went on to poke around. Within ten minutes I had a migraine aura. Hmm. So I was getting like um you get like after flashes so if you look at something you get it like flashing up in your vision all the time the words swim on the page because what happens is instead of it presenting you with a full page when it's finished loading it loads as you go so everything kind of moves around and it affects some people more than others some browsers are worse affected than others some some devices are affected worse than others i find it easier on my eyes on mobile than desktop but i still find mobile difficult but it's so glaringly bright everything is further apart so there's more white space between everything contrast is really weird the forums were unusable because the the font and stuff had changed oh the shadows around the buttons and other such stuff drop shadows like really harsh drop shadows and really harsh lines black lines everywhere and it's just really visually difficult i said i had a migraine aura within 10 minutes i felt sick yeah like i remember you were messaging me at the time like i think you were on your desktop and i was on my mobile and i don't have accessibility issues normally but even i was finding like i had serious eye strain and like the makings of a headache yeah which so i've I, never had before like mm. i posted on the forums the day maybe a couple of hours after it went live being like, yeah. this has given me a migraine or I'm having trouble. And there were already lots of comments along those lines. Like it has started to seep out that this was not good. And people started getting banned. And having yeah. the comments from anything that mentioned about accessibility basically got shut down. And so then they set up these like accessibility threads, which they wired up for a day and then shut each day. And then locked. And you couldn't reply and to And then people. they set up you couldn't reply to yeah. people and basically we kept getting ignored and then they set up like after after it was like seven or eight days in i can say it was at least a week in if yeah. not longer like they eventually gave people like after about two days i think they gave us a classic rav skin however that's still classic rav over new rav so it still is not good because yeah. it's still doing the problem with loading and things so it so there are yeah. people that can't use it and you still have to log you still in have to log in to the dangerous login page and then navigate your way to click to classic graph which some people can't do because they can't use the login yeah. page and we basically have been getting ignored and then they put a survey up in new rav style wasn't it gdpr breaching as well i'm not sure about those that. of us in the uk but like it it just seemed all very and basically it's been two weeks now and they were like oh well you can toggle the drop shadows on and off oh there's that really patronizing blog post that came out the other day as well yeah and they were basically like hey guys we're up 103 percent on signups this month compared to last june which is when they shut down signups yeah and they were basically like well 92 percent of people are using the new skin so yay for those of you that are having problems we're sorry that parts of the site are unusable for you now what they needed to do was come out and be like we're really really sorry mm -hmm. we're doing everything we can to fix it yeah and tell us why they haven't done that yet what i inferred from the blog post was that they have got rid of the old framework it's gone i think they kept they like they had a say they had a backup copy of the like this the style sheet yeah which is why they were able to put classic graph back in after two days of people being hurt but i think the actual framework of the site is gone and they don't have a backup anymore and they can't revert back to it 
if that's the case, they should just tell us and say, look, yeah. guys, we fucked up. We're sorry. We're doing what we can. It's going to take us a while. But at the moment, they're basically just being like, oh, it's fine. Ugh. And a lot of people are mm-hmm. basically saying, oh, well, you're just going to have to get used to it to a lot of people that are having these problems. And I'm like, no, no. It's very, it's really super ableist. And it just breaks my heart at how the whole thing has been handled because Rav have said since they started that they want to be as inclusive as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they're not practicing what they preach and it's just just heartbreaking because they are literally like killing off parts of the community, like their own community that they've essentially fostered for so long. Yeah. And... I know for a lot of people, particularly during quarantine and lockdown and stuff, Ravelry has been a real lifeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and, didn't exactly you know, choose and, the best time to do it, did they? Yeah, like at a time when people need, you know, a bit of stability in that. But like, you know, they've essentially cut so many people off from their friends. And it's just, 8%, it's just so neat. so cruel. 8% of 9 million is quite a lot of people. A lot of people. I mean, I know people, like, I think Countess Ablaze commented on the fact that, you know, it is kind of wrong that just one group has got the monopoly. Yeah. You know, and I think this is kind of... This has started the case for people now looking into actually sorting out alternatives to Ravelry. Like, yeah. so um, a lot of designers are moving to Gumroad and Payhip which are both places where you can host your stuff and it doesn't charge you for hosting your stuff, like your, your PDFs. So Mm. you don't get the benefit of the marketing and the database, but if you're having problems with Ravelry, you can at least access these other sites like Payhip. So all of my patterns are on Payhip now as well. So like people who can't access Ravelry can at least still access the patterns that people have up there. Yeah. And I think a lot of designers who have moved to stuff like that or who have found ways to get their things onto their website have said, if you've bought it on Ravelry, send me a message. I'll make sure you get the PDFs if you can't download your Rav library yourself, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And there's a few people that are going to be building websites. So like Lisa makes stuff. She has a GoFundMe up. Um, She wants to build a website that will kind of do the same kind of thing as Ravelry, which will be awesome because honestly, like more diversifying the the fiber world is a good idea. Yeah. Like we can't allow a couple of sites to have a monopoly because I mean, it really was Ravel- Ravelry and Lovecrafts and Lovecrafts yeah. do have some shady stuff in their contracts. So, you know, there's going to be stuff popping up, yeah. which will be interesting. I still hope that Ravelry gets their act together. And I still hope that, they will come out and be like, we got this really, really wrong. Yeah. We're sorry. That hope fades a little bit every day. And I will still never get over the heartbreak and I will never think of them the same way I did before. Yeah, I'm like super disappointed by the whole thing. For those of you that can get into Ravelry or can bear it for a little bit of time or just want to move your data off the site, there is a way you can do it. So in your profile settings, you can go in and you can request a full download of all your data and you can download a spreadsheet of your stash. You can download a spreadsheet of your library. And then what you can do is you can go to your library. If you can download Chrome, the browser Chrome, and download an add-on called Down Them All, you can go in and if you select Ravelry Downloads in your library and click Down Them All, it will download all of the PDFs on your in your library at once. So instead of me having to go through and manually download 400 patterns, it did it for me in 30 seconds. There's, there's, a, there's a YouTube video called How to Download Your Ravelry Library and it will show you step-by-step step how to do it. And it'll make everything so much easier. So you can go in, you can kind of get all your data off the site if you need to, if you want to. I mean, it's good to have a backup anyway, you know? Oh, for sure. But yeah, you can go in, you can request your Ravelry data. I think it took about 15 minutes from me requesting mine to having it. 
That's really quick. And then you can go in and you can download your stash. You can download all your patterns. I, like it literally took me like maybe half an hour to get everything I needed off the site. So yeah, it is available if you want to, or if you need to. Pip is obviously a lot more up on this than I am at the moment, and I am aware that I've not really had so much to say regarding this. Partly because I've got an ongoing issue involving my thesis and some data protection issues, which I'm currently dealing with. <laughs> so I've not been able to engage in this as much as Pip has. But I'm just as disappointed and, to be honest, kind of baffled <laughs> at how the Ravelry team have handled this. And I do hope that they pull their act together. But like Pip, you know, I do kind of feel the dwindling hope as days go on. And I guess all any of us can do if we have the energy is continue talking about it. Mm. And obviously trying to move towards like new sites that are more accessible and better and supporting yeah. the people that are building that. And obviously more designers and dyers are starting to speak openly about it, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. But certainly yeah. at the time of record at the time of recording there is still a noticeable silence from bigger, more famous members of the community, should we say? Yeah. I know Stephen West is saying that his new stuff yeah, is available on, Gum, is... Is on Gumroad, which is awesome. And he's yeah. been talking to them and stuff. But it's just it's just disappointing. I thought they were better yeah. than this. It is disappointing. I guess all we can do is just keep on keeping on at them about it and not yeah. let it just become well, all of the disabled people and all of the people that were having problems with yeah. this have gone now, so we don't have to worry about it anymore. And yeah. not that anyone, I think, who listens to us would do this, but don't be like, oh, just give it time. Or like, if someone is saying they're having problems, I've seen it on a few places on Twitter and yeah. Facebook and stuff where people are like, oh, you're just whinging. It's not that bad. You know, oh, just get over it. Just give it a couple of weeks. It's like, no, this... That's no. not that's not how this works. This is causing actual damage and harm to people and that's not okay. Yeah. So like it's what like it's great that you might like the fact that the Ravelry now resembles a teenage girl's live journal from two thousand and six. However, <laughs> that's not the point. Yeah. Aesthetics not the point. No. Nope. And frankly, the Ravelry team wanting to change the colour scheme should not have come at the cost of Rav users. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. Accessibility should not be the cost of going, I don't like this pink colour, let's change it to coral. Yeah. Like, simple as. It just, it shouldn't have been like that. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the Rav team's motives were for changing everything up, like, this just isn't good enough. Yeah. No, it's just... It's just it just upsetting. seems very careless. It's careless, it's callous, and mm. it's, you know, the same old disabled people getting forgotten about or told they're being yeah. difficult. You know, and it's just. It's I'm not just on. disappointed. I expected better. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. As Pip said, we're not really using the Tipsiness account at the moment over yeah. on Instagram. However, we are both trying to share stuff when we can on our personal Instagrams. Yeah, I've been posting quite a lot about this. But yeah, it's been a month. It's been a, June it's has been, been a month. It's been, it's, been, it's been six weeks. Yeah, but I needed to get that rant off my chest. I figured. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know this isn't exactly uh, the most upbeat thing to end the episode on, but... But it's important, and it is yeah. something that in varying shapes and forms does affect everybody listening because I'm willing to bet there are next to no people listening that aren't Ravelry users or haven't at one point or another just logged on at some point, you know? Yeah. But anyway, it's actually been really nice to record again and hopefully it'll be a bit more regular. Yeah. As much as at the beginning of lockdown when I was like, oh, yeah, maybe no. we'll record more often now we're on lockdown. Actually, turns out... Yeah. Lockdown's actually kind of busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you've got when you've got an almost one year old, it is. 
I can say that it was busy when there were actually jobs to me apply, to apply for. <laughs> um, well, can't say that I really enjoyed the sensation of applying for jobs and being emailed two weeks later to be told that the jobs were non-essential, so they'd been withdrawn. Yeah, <laughs> that that was that was great. Love that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, hopefully we'll now that now that Jay has a pretty regular bedtime when we can record. We know that we can record in the evenings. We hope she should be able to do it a little bit more. Regularly. Hopefully, but equally, if we can't, meh. Yeah. Like, sorry guys, <laughs> You're we might just be erratic <laughs> for a while. <laughs> As my future mother-in-law says, it is what it is. It is what it is. Que sera, sera. Whatever will mm-hmm. be, will be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. We did a lot of knitting chat. We did do a we lot did. of knitting chat. So, you know, yeah. there's something in there. <laughs> We hope that you're all okay. Yep. Um, wherever you are, if you're coming out of shielding, lockdown, whatever, wash your hands, don't touch your face, Make sure wear you... a bloody mask when you're out yep. in public. Wear those masks, guys, because they're the key. Yes. Yeah. If Batman can wear a bloody mask, you can. <laughs> Frankly. <laughs> I saw a meme earlier. Like, if Slipknot and Lordy can perform in masks, and record entire flipping albums and go on tour, you all can wear a mask. Yep. You can do it. And you can get really cute ones now. They are yeah, the new must-have fashion accessory. Yeah, and if you're into toxic masculinity, I'm sure there's some really, like, manly ones. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know, just flipping, like, put a mask on and strap a colander over the front of it. <laughs> like, I'm sure that'll make it manly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, guys, oh, the things we talk about. It's been really nice to just chat to you, even though this is a one-sided version of chat. It's been a nice to chat yeah. to you guys, and we hope you're all doing okay and getting through it. Hope that at some point, those of you that aren't able to use Rav are able to. Yeah, and we love you all, and we'll talk to you again at some point in the near future. Bye. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Tipsy Knits podcast. You can find the show notes at tipsynits.com. You can find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram as at tipsynits. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify and YouTube as the Tipsy Knits podcast. And if you'd like to, we do have a coffee page and you can find us at coffee.com forward slash tipsynitspodcast. podcast.